Hello, I'm Brad Geddes. WebmasterRadio.fm wants to help you explore the keys to success in your internet marketing and expand your wealth of knowledge. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app now available for iPhone and Android. Download it today from the iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Discover new ways to revolutionize your revenue stream linked right to your smartphone with the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org. CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Here are your hosts. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a marketing training and tool set company. And on this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on certifiedknowledge.org. Now, last, last show out. We really dived in with uh, Robert Sarecki. So in the last show, we were talking with Rob Sarecki and Nick Morgan about remarketing and constructing lists and using AdWords versus analytics remarketing, really diving into insights. Now, all those things do is let you construct data points for when your ads displayed. So the, the second part of an effective remarketing campaign are the ads themselves. So Rob and Nick have gracefully uh, joined us again to continue the conversation uh, about how to do ads. So Rob and Nick, thank you again for joining us on the show. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, thanks. So when we think of AdWords, right, we, we often think text first, we think search first, and of, of course display, we've got a lot of other ad formats. So I know there's a lot more interesting things you can do with image ads than text ads. So do you have any insights about text ads, messages that should be in them, things we should think about before you get into all the fun image ad stuff about remarketing? Yeah, we we uh, we almost always run both text and image ads. One of the things about the difference is uh, when you're thinking about remarketing, someone's been to your site already. So they have a feel for what your site looks like. And the brain processes visual information much faster than it processes language-oriented information. So when you have text ads, there's a big difference in image ads because image ads, if you're trying to get someone's attention, they've been to your site already. If you want to show familiarity, you have to obey uh, – color combinations and formatting uh, and at-a-glance uh, looks that remind them and ground them uh, on, on the experience they had at your site. With text ads, it's, it's really different. You can't exactly do that. So most text ads that we have that work well in remarketing are a little bit more surprising and interesting and more like contextual or content ads than like search ads. Uh, 
for instance, I can remember, well, a lot of times, uh, company name misses you works pretty well as a headline. Uh, there's some other things that are that I would never normally use in search that, that work like that. Nick, you actually turned me on to a, a couple of them. Can you think of any off the top of your head? Yeah, so the one thing that you got to remember is that they've been to your site before, so so take advantage of that knowledge. So in this case, saying something like hurry back or uh, box optimal misses you, I mean, stuff like that works extremely well, and having something that's going to stand out and catch them in the in the ad as, as unique, uh, a lot of times having a question mark like did you forget something uh, works well, um, Yeah, and stuff like that. Need a unique Christmas gift? <laughs> and we've actually tested that Xmas works better than Christmas. But uh, stuff like that works well. Um, so I, I've got to ask the question, right? So at this point in time, you're, you're riding this fine line between marketing genius and just creeping people out. So <laughs> do you do you run to the, the, the times when, when you go too far and all of a sudden your click-through rate drops or – I mean I know you can't tell when people are muting your ads, but um, uh-huh. that, that you feel you've gone too far? Or is there a line that as marketers, right, just in general that we have to be cognizant of? Yeah. Uh, so this is Rob. I would say I'm a pretty private person and the – the way that I see it, from what I understand, from the experience of it versus the data of it, most people say they don't like remarketing. Most people actually respond to it quite well because the ads are more relevant. Um, and so it's not like you didn't go to the, the page for a reason to begin with. So imagine some of your favorite things. Like uh, I remember I was looking at uh, acoustic guitar tab stuff for John Fahey, this uh, acoustic guitar player, and they were remarketing to me. I was so happy to see it. (laughs) I was like, that's really cool. Uh, I think that's actually more often the case than than the initial types of remarketing that – that hit people really hard and were really heavy handed. The more specific you can get, uh, the, the more relevant the message in a way, uh, I actually don't find it creeps people out that much. So that's been my experience. Oh, another thing about this is that one of the best resources on the web is, uh, regarding remarketing and sort of privacy is wall street journals, what they know. You don't have to even think of the URL or anything. Just, Google, Wall Street Journal, what they know if you want to look at like uh, what some of the technical stuff looks like and what the, the legal stuff is around remarketing. Um, Excellent. And I will link to that from the, uh, the articles on this, this uh, episode as well. Gotcha. And, and a little bit about the, the data side of that. The, we, we manage that data a lot, and we look for trends where things might start dropping off. And we hardly ever see, and I would actually venture to say I've never seen an actual drop-off in terms of uh, impression share or, or really volume from, from this. So people, like Rob was saying, say that they don't like this stuff, but in, in re- reality, they, they respond well to it. The click-through rate doesn't really vary. Um, a lot of times it goes up as the more specific you can get. So I, I would say that the data backs that up pretty strongly. 
Yeah. And when we look at in both B2B and B2C, when there are client service centers, the times when you get calls about problems with remarketing is not related to frequency capping. It's related to your segments being poorly aligned or overlapping uh, incorrectly so that you're showing someone, uh, do you still have stuff in your cart ad when they no longer have stuff in their cart? Uh, so if you don't show a relevant message, we actually know that people get lippy about it. But uh, we, don't, we don't find uh, uh, that it creeps people out that much. Okay, so when we think about remarketing ads, we kind of have three dimensions, right? We have, is it a text or an image? We have, is the ad related to the remarketing segment that we created? And then we have universal things that are good with ads, whether they're, they're recency, what you mentioned earlier, color with the website, so forth. So, so let's, let's first hit on – we kind of covered text versus image. So regardless of your marketing segmentation, what are just good practices for image – in text if it's relevant – ads when creating remarketing uh, or creating marketing ads? Yeah. So uh, there's a real difference between what works well in a remarketing ad and uh, – kind of what a conventional marketer would think would work well in an image ad in remarketing. Uh, let's talk for just a moment about products and ads. If um, one of the most important things, if you put a, a product in an ad is uh, that it doesn't interrupt the contrast of the color it, of the button, <laughs> the button should have a color that contrasts the rest of the ad. So let's say that most of your, that, that your button is red and that's the contrasting color if uh, you put a product in that's red, now the button doesn't contrast anymore and the call to action on the button is diluted. Uh, no one who works at a catalog company or a B2B uh, company seems to intuit that. That's, that's foreign. The, 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 they gravitate towards what is our most popular product as if that's going to resonate. Sometimes your most popular product is something that doesn't even look like what it is in real life if you were to look at it at a, at a glance. Like uh, what if it's uh, – uh, 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 what do you call it? A fireplace log. It looks like nothing. You know, uh, I, I had a client years ago that that was their most popular uh, uh, product. It, you need something that is uh, able to be recognized for what it is on the web when people aren't carefully reading stuff when they're they're just scanning. So, so that's uh, it's a really important distinction. Let me ask a follow up here then. Okay, so I'm going to first make a comment for for listeners and ask a follow up question. So first off, which which we're implicitly believing that everyone who's listening to the show is really smart about ad creation. Um, an image ad, while the entire thing is clickable. The act of adding a button is a must-do, Even the, and, and if you look at a heat map, everyone's going to click on the button even though the whole thing is clickable. So that's just a rule of image ads. Now, to, to address Rob's point there, so, so you said that if it's a log and it doesn't really look like a log in an ad, um, that it's not going to be effective. So let's say you're doing the marketing for that. In that case, do you not put the product image in there? Do you put a different product image in there? Do you put the company logo or do you just do something else? I mean, what is the solution in that case? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, 
Well, uh, that gets me to the idea of category remarketing um, and uh, specific item remarketing. We don't, we find that once you're past the basics, if you dig in deep, we can beat the results of product-based remarketing with our uh, more advanced techniques. So typically, we don't remarket based off of specific product visits or categories. We see, I would say, about 10% of potential clients that we see into their AdWords accounts that they do something like a category remarketing, and that almost never works. And if you think about it mathematically, here's why. On most websites, if you don't just visit one category, so it's hard to figure out intent by category visit. So people will be getting, they not, they not only want to go see shoes, but they also looked at sweaters and they looked at something else. So uh, they're going to be in multiple segments and there's not going to be anything that delineates them very well. So the solution to what you're saying is uh, involved in reframing the question. You can pick a different product uh in the kinds of ads that we create uh, without, uh, and we don't have to have a log, a fireplace log as my example, because we're not just, it's not like search advertising where someone types in buy fireplace logs and the headline has to say buy fireplace logs, otherwise your click-through rate is bad. So that's, uh, that's part of, that's, that's a big part of the answer. Okay, so, so let's, I'm going to kind of combine this and last show a little bit. So all right, so I go to your website, and, and I don't know why fireplace logs in my head, so we're just going to use fireplaces, yeah. right? And I've done marketing in this area. And, and so I go to your site, and I look at fireplace logs, and and then I'm like, oh, no, what I really want is a new electric fireplace. And you sell electric fireplaces, and I look at this product way more expensive. And and then I jump over, and I say, well, what if I just want the whatever those fireplace pokers and, and whatever that set is called that everyone's got? Maybe I look at that. Now, I've been to to three pages i've been to two categories so you're gonna say all right you're in three dimensions here and plus you you looked at this four days ago when when you decide how to put this list together where do you send me when i see your ad do you send me back to a category do you send me the most back to the product where does where do i actually do you are you dynamically creating landing pages i mean you've got so many options i did a yeah. lot of stuff on your site where do i go that's a great question. So if you've put something in your cart, we'll take you back to your cart because that's, that, that's a no-brainer. That's going to work the best. Uh, there are times where we take you back to the home page because that's, that's what tests out as the best. Uh, it's rare for us to take you back to a category page, but more importantly, if we're trying to close a deal with an offer or – we have language in the ad that we really want you to pay attention to, uh, like save $50 on a first-time buyer deal. Uh, that language has to be on the page that you land on after you click the ad. Because of that, there are times in some systems, or indefinitely in lead generation, when you go to a landing page that's set up specifically for the advertising, so that the ad and the colors and the images on that ad and the offer language 
are repeated on the page that you land. And that keeps people comfortable and bridges the gap and gets them back into the system. So that's, uh, that's, that is the answer that we know has tested out the best. Okay. I have one last question, then we're going to take a break here. Okay. Um, so in, in, in last show, you were talking about using recency, or I said latency, it's the same thing, in, in your list segmentation. Do you ever in your ad say only three days left for this offer or, or put a time expiration in there <laughs> based upon the next list kicking off? Oh, yes, we do that. Uh, Boy, this can really bridge us into something else. We do that. It works. It closes deals. The sense of urgency does it. Nick has worked on something that we call the flash sale. That's pretty amazing. I tell it's you a- what. Let's let's do this. Okay. okay. It's pretty amazing. Let's take a quick break, <laughs> and then Nick can gather his thoughts and bring us into the flash sale method brought to you by OxOptimal. More marketing nirvana after we thank our sponsors ever wondered how you could have access to your own seo expert paid search specialist or social media wizard looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing look no further than the folks at fang digital marketing fang digital specializes in both paid and organic search social media display and mobile advertising solutions and is staffed by industry veterans from google yahoo and one of the industry's most influential ppc experts fang digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success learn more about their expanding range of full service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com that's f-a-n-g digital.com Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen. We care. We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com slash radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com slash radio. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big... You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. On demand anytime. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
And we're back talking with uh, Nick and Rob from Optimal about uh, remarketing ads, a fascinating conversation so far. And, and Nick was about to introduce us into what was it called? The flash ad sale method, or I'm just making up names now. Yes. <laughs> so, so what it is is a flash sale, and that, that resonates with people. And what it is is it's a specific sale during only specific hours during the day. So that might be, uh, depending on your business, it could be tw- noon to 5 p.m., or it could be a lunchtime flash sale or um, whatever makes sense for your business. What we found is that that by doing that and, and making the, the ad look like it has such a sense of urgency that you only have till 5 p.m. To, to finish purchasing that you'll have a very huge increase in conversion rate. And we've, we've actually tested this multiple times and every single time we've seen that it's one. And, and it's actually something that's fairly simple to implement in AdWords. It, by by simply setting up uh, ad scheduling and, and just creating a specific campaign for that. Now, so I have an ethics question then, right? So do you, or maybe you don't want to say if you do this or not, would you recommend someone then have one campaign that's run from noon to five and the ad says offer ends at five o'clock? And then you have another campaign that kicks in from 5 to 10, and that offer says ends at 10 o'clock. Do you, do you stagger them like that, or, or do you find that that just makes people not believe you at all? Uh, well, Brad, we, uh, we actually end the sale when we, we say the sale is going to end. And uh, we, haven't, uh, we haven't had it like an ongoing thing, uh, like what you're saying. There is, it's, it does feel kind of ethically uh, dubious to me. The other thing is that uh, for larger clients, you develop a pretty good relationship with the Google rep, and the the reps, you know, these days really, in a lot of times, go wherever the money is spent with the client, not so much with the uh, agency. And uh, image ads and remarketing ads, contextual ads, you know, there are times when uh, you need their help uh, getting them approved, and if. Once they see the stuff, if it's not legitimate, you feel kind of goofy explaining it to them. So we've kept our noses really clean with that. That, that I mean, that that totally makes sense, right? You you yeah. need the the good relationship. Just um, just throwing it out there because that's the kind of stuff that's possible. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've never done it. By the way, with uh, lead gen, we've only done it in B two B and B two C. But I think there are ways you can make it work with lead gen. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, which is uh, for the landing page, we have one that works pretty well. And sometimes uh, we wonder if we could get away with using uh, the same, basically the same imagery uh, in the background for multiple clients. And that's there's sometimes we wonder about the ethics of that. And we have to think about it. But uh, the landing page that worked the best for Nick when uh, – we were really testing a lot of the flash sale stuff had uh, uh, like two alternating colors in a uh, like Corona around the uh, landing page text. So uh, it really looked kind of like uh, the word flash really resonated or you felt really like you were in the right place when you got there. That really surprised me. So uh, that's another interesting little thing to note. And, and on top of that, the, the landing page, looked very similar to the ad, which was a big part of why that worked. So same color scheme, very contrasting, and and it was what they expected when they got there. 
Yeah, so so when when over the course of, of this whole show, we sort of talked about best practices, right? We've got um, color schemes that match ads and landing pages. You've got high contrast on buttons to to rest of the page, and that of course could be ads and landing pages. Um, are, are there other things you think about ads that are kind of must do? Whether it's a clarity of message, other things to do with colors. Um, calls to action, you know, what are other stuff that, that really are must do with, with these types of image ads? Yeah. Uh, well, one thing is that if you have a human face, the eyes have to point towards the call to action Yep. or, uh, that's been tested a lot. It's even more pronounced if the human face is a baby face, like literally a baby's face. Uh, another thing is, uh, Promo codes work well if you uh, they, they get attention and they get uh, they create sort of a sense of urgency. Like I have something special uh, that also works in text ads. That's a really good use of uh, now. When you do promo codes in the ad, do you echo it on the landing page because they're kind of easy to forget? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, we do usually uh, in a banner in the sub navigation uh the uh, uh another thing about that by the way which is just a random thought is uh if you combine letters and numbers in your promo code then when you put it into a text ad you can put the letters in all caps so if you had save 2014 or uh you know, then you could get away with having save in all caps. But if you have like uh, save now, all one word, you Google wouldn't allow it. So it's worth noting okay. that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I did one test where we had a baby face looking forward, and this was a landing page. And we flipped the baby face sideways to look into the form, and it was a 76% increase in conversion rates. <laughs> um, huge. I mean, I, those eyes are, are really important. So um, last show, you, you mentioned something that, that I want to have you elaborate on. Um, you said that Google syndicates image ads and text ads differently across display. Can you elaborate a bit more on, on what you were saying there? Sure. There's a couple elements to that. One is uh, text ads don't take up as much space. So the uh, a lower bid will get you at least some action with uh with text ads in terms of getting impressions uh you have to prove yourself more and have a little bit more of a click through rate before your image ads get real traction uh so either you have to have a higher click through rate or have a higher bid for Google to really try you with that and that affects how they they spider out also uh as we've looked to see the actual placements where individual ads work, if you take it, uh, individual ad types or different colors of ads and put them in um, different ad groups instead of in the same ad group, say, for instance, you have the same ads, but one you have a dark blue background and white text, and one you have a white background and black text, you'll find that the types of sites that they work on when you look at the actual uh, placements within Google, you'll see that Google is smart enough to know, well, the, uh, the lighter stuff contrasts more on a dark forum 
and it'll show you more there <laughs> uh, because of how you're where you're being clicked on. It's figuring out to to put you on similar sites. Uh, so to to take that further, right? So like. I mean, I love testing ad themes where I kind of say, I'm not sure the best thing that the user wants, and here's theme one, here's theme two, here's theme three, so forth, right? And, and syndicate those out, combine it by size, and let's look at, at how themes convert. Now, with what you're saying, it almost seems like part of that process should be one theme is light in color, one theme is dark in color, and and one of your first steps then is is almost testing messages by size and by background color. Am I am I hearing that right? Uh, mostly yes. The one word I would argue with would be the word test, because this doesn't really work the same way as contextual advertising, uh, and certainly not at all like search advertising in terms of testing. Uh, you, it's more like Facebook advertising with ad fatigue. So if I run one set of ads for abandoned cart and they're they say uh you know you still have items in your cart uh close now and it'll ship by it'll it'll be there next day something like that and all the ad different size all the different ad sizes are represented but it's basically the same ad if those ads are working well and then over time maybe they're not working quite as well and I, I come out with another set of ads that have a different set of colors uh what you typically find is that the new color ads come out of the gate really strong and then fatigue out. But while the new ads do better, typically what we see is that the old ads also start doing better. It's like they're more noticeable because the new ads make the old ads different in the overall user experience and context. So uh, as you add in more changes the remarketing ads uh fatigue less and keep and seem fresher uh and get more attention and jar people more okay let's let's walk in this more because all right so if i've been listening to this show right i'm like okay i'm gonna make one remarketing list which is for people who saw this section of my site and for three days after they're there, and then I'm going to make this list that's day four to seven from the same pages, and this list that's day you know eight to ten. Now, now, and then I'm going to go further, and I'm going to segment by return versus new users. So at this point in time, a user who's in my new list segmentation for zero to three days can only see this ad for three days ever. Do you find that fatigue still happens even though these people are, are transient within a list? Uh, on those, on the, uh, the zero to three day, it, that's not as important. Uh, okay. Zero to three day, uh, the, uh, the bidding is more what you're getting involved in there. Like, the thing that uh, really stands out is, let's say that your average bid across your whole account is about $3. I would guess that probably for the zero to three day, you'd be more like $20. And that's eye-popping to you. So that's uh, is a different kind of control that's going on, and fatigue's not as much of an issue. So that's a really good question. Um, the other thing about the zero to three is that you can probably 
test more there like you would in contextual advertising. And you do stuff like, oh, well, maybe if I put in a different offer, it would work better. It's really not fatigued for that. But the eight-day to 30-day segment, you're definitely going to see uh, fatigue happen. That makes a lot of sense. So let's do this. Let's let's take uh, one last break for our sponsors. We're going to come back and wrap up with like must-dos and shouldn't-dos for, for all this room marketing information we've been covering. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. Jellian Music, your CEO coach, will break down the art of business development from the ground up. CEO Coach, on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back talking with uh, Nick and Rob from Monk's Optimal about a vast array of remarketing wisdom. And, and so we've been, over the two shows, we've been talking for about an hour about remarketing here. So uh, out of all the things we've kind of touched on, um, what are the major things that I should make sure I'm not doing or, or things to avoid or pitfalls you commonly find people sort of messing up with remarketing? Well, Nick, why don't we alternate? One that I would say is we commonly see remarketing ads that are more like billboard ads that don't have any button or call to action, and that's bad. 
Right. And and when we take over accounts, the other thing that we, we typically see is people don't split up ads that are text ads and ads that are image ads. And then they perform very differently. And, and that's a, a key thing to do. Okay. And I'll even add one, the all list segments. I, I hate those segments where it's anyone who saw my site even for a second gets remarketing ads. Um, <laughs> Because that's a really common segment. Okay, so of all the stuff we've looked at, what are the must-dos? Like if, if someone were going to remember a few points, what are the big things they should think about as, as they're doing this for themselves and, and thinking about how to do segmentation and ads and, and all these things? What are the must-keep-these-in-mind as I do this? Yeah, well, let's do the same thing and each, each put in one. I would say uh, think about what you can do to create a sense of urgency, whether it's a – time limitation, like a flash sale, or a date that it ends, or a strong offer that gets people to move? I, I would have to say that be, be uh, knowledgeable of, of what, what's typical on your site, and, and know in terms of recency whether you should have a zero to two day, zero to three day segment, and, and know to bid up that segment, and, and not treat it like every other segment. That makes sense. The segment being a really important word just throughout this entire discussion. Um, excellent, excellent. That, this has been really useful. Thank you both for, for being on the show. Um, oh, thanks, Brad. And, and if our listeners want to go and, and find more about you, the, the crazy segmenters who've been talking here for a couple of days, um, where should they go find you? Yeah, sure. We're a, a small agency in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we're named Ox Optimal, and we have a website at oxoptimal.com. That's a real simple one-page explanation of what we do, and it has contact information there. Excellent, excellent. And we will um, put links on, on the articles, discussion on the show to that, and a couple other places you, you referenced. So thanks. This was very, very useful. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Mark Nirvana. As a reminder, the show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes of Mark Nirvana can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find the archives or past episodes at webmasterradio.fm, Stitcher, iTunes, the Webmaster Radio iPhone app, TuneIn, or Google Play. Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.